Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens, to the Manic Money Edition, post-first weekend of the NCAA Tournament of the Detroit CityCast, presented by our great friends at Bet Rivers. What a weekend it was. And I'm out here in Vegas, uh, about to travel back to the D. And I got to tell you, the atmosphere, the energy, the emotion, the betting, the winning, the losing, the winning, the winning, the losing, the winning. Everything, all the different fan bases, all the different people you meet, the girls. If you're a girl, the guys. If you're a girl that likes girls, the girls. If you're a guy that likes guys, you get it. It's just off the charts out here. And, you know, this was my first time ever out here this weekend because I normally had a trade off with a coworker at 97.1 for years. Well, I mean, I don't have to keep it a secret. My man Reeks, who I finally got a chance to hang out with today. Um, we only one of us could be gone for several years when we worked together. We've worked together in 97.1, and uh, I let Jeff go because I'm the nicest guy ever and very humble, too. And he had been out here for years, they started this trip years ago. Uh, him and some buddies, and I'd always heard about it. I had friends that had come out and knew it was obviously going to be crazy, but to experience it for the first time myself, if you're a college basketball fan, even just like a mild one. But if you're obviously a, a big time college shoots fan like I am and I've been for a long time, uh, you got to do it. It just doesn't get any better. And the things you can do, the things you'll see, the, the fun you'll have, the amount of famous 
DJs and artists in town doing shows. Just everything about it is simply the best. So it was awesome to be out uh, here for this weekend. I'll definitely be doing this year in, year out. It was fun going on. Visa as well, my girl Stormy, uh, Scott Seidenberg, and uh, all the great peeps that I know that work and live out here. Got to see a lot of them. A lot of friends from Michigan came out here as well. Met some great, some new friends that were uh, just incredible peeps from Michigan. They all belong to Wanna Creek Country Club. A couple Spartans, mainly Wolverines. We got to watch the Michigan game yesterday at Cabana at the Barrage. Had the best time. Little live hill of the victors after the win. What a what a win for Michigan. What a incredible possible run this team could be on. We'll get to that a little more in, in a bit. And we'll get to Michigan State's loss to Duke in a bit as well. But I want to start with a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Remember, there's promotions and props and, and boosts and different specials throughout the NCAA tournament. We'll be talking about those as we go forward. But I want to go right to the Michigan Nova line. And I had predicted the DTM odds machine that this would be a five-point spread. And basically, that is where it's at. Right now, Bet Rivers is actually down a half point as there's been some money pouring in on Michigan. We've discussed this many times, whether it's college basketball, uh, mainly more football, but Michigan in general, whatever the sport is, is a very public bet team. They also have the largest alumni in the world and a huge fan base. So that adds to it. But we're starting to see a little you know, more money with the splits coming in on Michigan. We're going to get more deep into that as the week goes on because not enough information is out there yet, but there are some sharps that are on the Wolverines. I am a hundred percent on the Wolverines. And later in the show, we are going to talk about all the games. All the lines are out now for all eight sweet 16 games. And I've got uh, some strong feels on at least three of them. So we'll get to that in a bit, but right now you got Villanova minus four and a half. Minus 112 uh, at Bet Rivers over Michigan. Uh, Michigan plus four and a half, minus 108. Moneyline Nova, minus 210, where it should be. And Moneyline Michigan on the comeback, plus 175. The total to me, this seems like a possible overplay already. Uh, maybe even uh, more than just a lean. It's 135 and a half. Over minus 112, under minus 108. The way that I think this is going to go, this might get to 137. So if you like the over like I do, which remember, I'm not a big totals guy, but sometimes things pop out to me. Get on it now because it's going to go up. That's for sure. And it, it is official. The times are out. Michigan will be at 7.15 on Thursday. And that will be, from, of course, from San Antonio. And after Arizona's, you know, kind of miraculous hang on and win in overtime with some, yes, controversy as well. Uh, the winner of Michigan Nova will play Houston and the winner of Houston, Arizona, for a spot in the final four. And remember, I've been on Michigan 30 to 1 to get to the final four. If the Wolverines beat Nova, they're they're going to New Orleans. I mean, obviously, I it's it's a hopeful thought, but I really do believe that if they're good enough to beat Colorado State without Jones, Tennessee, one of the hottest teams in the country, and Villanova. In back-to-back-to-back games, I don't care if it's Houston. I don't care if it's Arizona. Arizona's an incredible team. And you saw they found every way to come back and win that game against, with possible help from the officials, uh, against uh, TCU, who played out of their minds, career highs for like half their players, it seemed like. And then Houston... 
made Illinois look silly. And Houston presents a lot of magic problems as well for the Wolverines. But the point is, is that if Michigan can be the kind of teams that they've beaten and can beat Villanova to boot, there is no team that will scare them and they will be alive in all the games. I mean, obviously every team is alive, uh, but you know, my, you understand my point that if they could beat Nova and Tennessee in back-to-back games, what's to say that I could have a great chance of beating either Houston or Arizona. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, checking that out. So uh, that's going to be a, a game on Thursday night. That's a revenge best serve cold game. a la Star Trek two and Star Trek five. I'm sorry, Star Trek six. And Villanova's got great guard play. Villanova can get up and down and get after it. The Wolverines have Hunter Dickinson. And if Houston can get off out of his mind and hit some outside shots, we know what Eli Brooks can do. We obviously know what Diabate can do in the middle as well. Uh, you know, and Jones obviously is going to be a factor if he can't fully recover from this concussion stuff, touching his head a bunch, got hit on the head during the game. But Michigan's got the juices flowing. Jawan Howard hugging Jalen Rose and Chris Weber, uh, just uh, an awesome win against Tennessee on Saturday. Uh, all right, so that is a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And I want to get into Michigan State and Duke here. And before we say anything further about the Spartans season ending, I will give them a tr- tremendous amount of praise. And I know there are some of you that, you know, like to give me crap because I'm a Wolverine fan and think that I don't, you know, give Michigan State any praise. Those of you that have listened to me for years on the ticket and listened to this show, know that while I am a full-blown, true blue, lifetime Michigan fan and can't stand Michigan State, I'm always going to be fair to them. If I'm not fair to them, I'm not doing my job. I've never outwardly rooted for Michigan State because I'm a Michigan fan. But I respect the hell out of Tom Izzo. I respected what Mark D'Antonio had done for the majority of the, the middle, you know, after the first couple of years, then the middle part towards uh, the last few years of his tenure in East Lansing as the football coach. I'm not, I'm always going to be fair with Michigan State. And those of you that know me and have listened to me for years understand that. And I've heard that for many of you, whether I met you in public or on social media, et cetera. Michigan State played way above their heads for the better part of the last couple of weeks. Remember, this was a team that came in to the Big Ten, or I'm sorry, not the Big Ten tournament, came into that final game of the regular season against Maryland. Losers of seven of nine, lost to Penn State, lost to Rutgers, lost to Wisconsin, lost to Illinois, lost to Purdue. Some of these games, they were destroyed in. Lost by 17 to Michigan. 11 to Ohio State. Ohio State lost to Nebraska. Then back-to-back wins over Maryland. In that rare situation where you play them in the final game of the regular season, you get matched up with them uh, in your opening game in the Big Ten tournament. And then a really great win over Wisconsin. Yeah, they lost to Purdue in the Big Ten tournament. But that was a great win over Wisconsin. And then to see what they did against Davidson, Hauser having 27, and you, you know, kind of next man up mentality for Izzo. One at its Brown, one at its Ingram, one at its Hauser. He was incredible. And Davidson, I thought Davidson was going to beat Michigan State. And then to be in the game against Duke, not only in it, but have a lead late in the game. And, of course, Duke, clearly the better team. 
Brown with 18. Pick up Jr. with 10 rebounds. Walker had his moments and was dishing the ball like a, like a whiz kid. Michigan State definitely exceeded what I thought they, would, they were able to do or would be able to do. And a lot of the credit's got to go to Tom Izzo. This is not a team with a go-to player. It's not a team with a star. There are some of their parts, and they hung with one of the top five teams in the country, the Duke Blue Devils, who had four guys in, starting, in, in their starting lineup in double figures. Only one was Griffin that, that, that did have double figures. He had seven. And then 12 of the bench from Keels. And they, were, they found a way to be down by four of the half, have a lead in the second half, and, of course, in the end, what we've discussed with Michigan State for a long time, they seem to lose their minds and not understand or kind of feel what they need to do or what they were doing that was working and start going away from it and getting stagnant on offense and not rebounding the ball and not getting offensive rebounds. That has been Michigan State's problem all season long. But if you're a Spartan fan, you hold your head high. This wasn't looked like or looked at as a year that State was going to be any reasonable level of success compared to what we're used to in East Lansing. And they finished with 23 wins in the toughest conference in the land. And it's a true testament to Tom Izzo. And we'll see what he can do recruiting wise in the next couple of years. He's not going anywhere for a while, but this was definitely not a successful season, but way better than Michigan state. I expected them to be. And many of you did as well. And the reason we say it's not a successful season is because even if it's a, I don't want to say inferior Spartan team, but a, Lower-level Spartan team compared to, like, what the Draymond Green teams or Kevin Winston teams were able to do or looked at and, and, and all the great teams as was had throughout his, his tenure in East Lansing. They're expecting to go to Final Fours. They're expecting to win multiple tournament games. They didn't. That's why you can't say it's a successful season, but definitely better of a season than I and many thought it would have been and a great run the last couple of weeks. Almost were able to knock off a two seed in blue in Duke and, and Coach K's storied career. Didn't happen that way, but credit to Tom Izzo and Bingham and, and Bingham Jr., excuse me, Brown and Hauser and Christie and Hogan and Hall, and Marble and Walker and all the Michigan State peeps that, you know, stick behind their team and always believe that this team could be better than they are which is what a fan should be. You got to be realistic too. But a lot of Michigan State fans that I discussed this team with over the last few weeks before they started playing better, some had given up. Some had accepted that they weren't very good. Others said, listen, it's Tom Izzo. It's March. I think we can get it done. And at least win a couple games. And almost happened. And the other part of this, the equation, being out here, you know, wearing Michigan gear and seeing all the – I will say this. There were a ton of Michigan State and Michigan fans, people from the state of Michigan out here. Lyft drivers, Uber drivers were telling me that. You'd see them at all the different casinos and shows I went to. Incredible. Such a representation of the amazing sports fans we have on all sides for the state of Michigan. But one of the things that's stupid is that, I'm not saying Michigan fans don't do it either. The state fans get so you know what hurt when they lose and Michigan wins or, you know, even not even to deal with Michigan sometimes. If they lose and they just know you're a Wolverine fan, there was some silliness going on, some Walmart Wolverine comments. That lets me know all I need to know about certain caliber of Spartan fans. 
Because if you if you go to the Walmart World War thing, it just shows that you're weak. It's a dumb it's a dumb thing to think of in the, in the referred to in the first place. But after a loss and, and your rival wins, to say the Walmart Wolverine thing is just admitting defeat. Is admitting that you're upset and you don't want hurt if you you know read between the lines about your team's performance. So let's just get away from that. But I do raise a a glass. I'll raise my, my monster right now, or my uh, Red Bull, excuse me, right now, and show some respect to what Tom Izzo and State did towards the end of the year. That was definitely a better run than I thought they would have and were capable of, of being on. So uh, that's uh, the way the cookie crumbled for Michigan State, and it's uh, about getting ready with the new recruits and seeing what, what Tom Izzo can do in the offseason to get his team ready for a potential run and better season next year. All right, we're going to talk about Michigan, Tennessee, looking at the Villanova, and what could be in the offing for the Michigan Wolverines. 10 straight Sweet 16. They have the same amount of wins in the last 10 years as Gonzaga, 23. And guess what that's good for? The most wins by any team in the NCAA tournament in the last 10 years. Remember all the struggles during Amaker and Ellerby's era and, you know, post-Steve Fisher stuff? Think about what Michigan has done in 10 years under Beeline and now Juwan Howard Jr. Two national title games, most amount of wins. Tie with Gonzaga in all of college basketball in a tournament in the last 10 years. 10 straight Sweet 16s, that's pretty solid for the Michigan Wolverines. So, you know, you got to take your hat off to them. Even when they lose good players or Guys like Mitch McGarry have to leave because they're smoking too much pot and go to the NBA too early and then kind of screw their career up. Wolverines are a basketball program. Yeah, it's not a basketball school. It's a basketball and football school. No, that's a nice Spartan joke. But it's it's pretty nice to be a Michigan Wolverine basketball fan. And it's been that way for a while now. And now it's about taking out Villanova and getting to the lead eight. We get into that coming straight up right here on the Detroit CityCast. Brought to you by Bat Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. So just looking back first on Michigan's phenomenal win against Tennessee and one of the, the, the most joyous games I've ever been able to watch with a bunch of Michigan fans in my life, any, you know, football or basketball or hockey or any, any Wolverine sport. But to see the way they started that game, to see the way that they kind of went away from what they were doing and could hit shots and could get, uh, you know, defensive rebounds and let Tennessee back into it after a big lead early, and then obviously Tennessee took the you know, lead into the late stage of the game when Michigan just took over. And the whole game, Hunter Dickinson took over. 27, 10 boards, 8 of 13 from the field, 8 of 10 from downtown. You know, this was a performance to behold. And we know that Jones is not, you know, full, even close to 100%. Only played 11 minutes. Still the concussion issues. We know that Houston... Didn't score a damn point and was 0-4 for the field and 0-3 for three-point land. 
he's getting there. He's not there yet. Next year's going to be a much different year for the youngster. But the way that Eli Brooks has been able to play 23 for him in that in the win, Diabate 13 and six, Frankie Collins, even though he had two points, just playing very good basketball. Not on the bench for Williams a second. It's a balanced effort for Michigan. And Dickinson in the post, both offensively and defensively, is an absolute beast to try to stop and a beast to try to get by. And that's why if you look at, you know, what the Wolverines have, and not that we're trying to compare Michigan to Michigan State, but something that I've said on the Spartans for, for months now, they don't have a go-to player like they have in many previous years. You have to have a go-to player, whether it's a big man, a point guard, et cetera, in the tournament. Michigan's maybe got three. When he's on, Houston's that guy. Freshman, young, obviously getting there. We know Dickinson is definitely that guy. And then Devontae Jones could be that guy. And then I also got to give credit to Eli Brooks because he can make the big shot as well. So you really have like three and a half because Houston's still kind of getting his feet under him and figuring out what, you know, he wants you that he can make those shots. He's like a, a hitch off and it's causing a lot of these shots not to go in. That's why he's all four and then went over Tennessee and all three from, from three point land. But look at those numbers, zero from him, two from Jones, Michigan beats one of the uh, a team that won eight of nine, one of the better shooting teams in the country. Yeah. Coached by noted choke artist, Rick Barnes, but geez, Imagine if Houston and Jones had a good game, or if they do against Villanova, if Jones plays. If they did against a potential matchup with Houston or Arizona, they can beat anyone, won't be afraid of anyone. Now, what I am afraid of, though, is the Wolverines' perimeter defense, which allowed Tennessee to a lot of outside shots and mid-rangers, and that could be a problem against Villanova. You know, Chandler at 19. He made a lot of, I don't want to say easy shots, but a lot of like 10 to 15 footers. The Wolverines have got to do a better job of closing out, getting hands in his face. That could be a problem. You know, James hit a bunch of big shots, especially late when Tennessee was trying to come back. That is something that has got to be worked on by the Wolverines in practice, getting ready for Nova, watching the tape, and figuring out the best way to defend a team that really could get you inside and outside when it comes to the Villanova Wildcats. And I love the fact that it's a revenge game. And I love the fact that Villanova, while 28-7, and seven, while coming out of the, the incredibly tough uh, Big East, they have had their issues at times this season of being very inconsistent on offense and really having gaps on defense. They are on a five-game run, beating some really good teams in Providence and UConn and at a one-point win over St. John's. And obviously held Creighton to 48 points uh, in, the, in the tournament. But they've had some lapses. You know, when you, you, the loss to UConn before the tournament started, the Big, the Big East tournament started, the loss to Marquette, where they just weren't getting the balanced effort that they've gotten for the majority of the year. And this is a team that really can get you all over the floor, whether it's Gillespie. I feel like he's been there forever. Averages almost 16 a game. Justin Moore, very guard-oriented team. Caleb Daniels, all those guys are in double figures. So is Jermaine Samuels, who plays great defense and could try to match up with Hunter Dickinson. I don't think – I think Dickinson's going to get his. We know he's basically – like Andre Drummond, we said for years. 
falls Rick Mahorn always said, falls out of bed with a double-double. Hunter Dickinson in the tournament against these, you know, he's a, a man among boys. He's going to get his. The question is, can the Wolverines shut down, whether it's a Gillespie and a Moore or Gillespie and a Samuels, and at least limit them, and then have guys like Jones, if he plays at Houston, and obviously Brooks as well, hit their shots. This is going to be a back-and-forth game. I think the spread is exactly that's why I predicted it to be a run five. It's where it should be. And I love the value on Michigan. I am all about it. I'm taking the Wolverines plus the five, not a homer play at all. They might look like, much like Tennessee took Michigan plus six and a half. They might have lost that game. They were going to cover. Michigan might lose to Nova. It's going to be a one possession game. It's going to be really, really close. We'll have much more to discuss on that throughout the week. Uh, up here on the CityCast. Before we get out of here, though, I want to roll through all the lines for the Sweet 16 games. They're all bettable now and out at Bet Rivers, and I like three of them I love. And I'll give you my favorite game as well. We'll start with the Thursday games, Arkansas-Gonzaga, or not at Gonzaga, Arkansas versus Gonzaga, excuse me, out of the West. Gonzaga about his eight and a half right now at Bet Rivers, minus 110, Arkansas plus eight and a half, minus 109. Moneyline Gonzaga, minus 400. Arkansas, plus 310. Total, 154.5 over minus 113. And the under is minus 107. Also, after the first set of games on Thursday, including Michigan Nova, Texas Tech and Duke will go in the late window. And how about this spread? The lower seed, or excuse me, the higher seed, no, I had it right. The lower seed. I was getting confused about that. Lower means like one, two, three, or I'm sorry, four, five, six. Higher means one, two, three. But you think it's the opposite. It's not. I, I used to get that wrong for years when I was a kid. But yeah, Texas Tech is the lower seed. They are a favorite over a two seed in Duke. No Chris Baird, no problem. Right now, Bet Rivers, Texas Tech minus one, minus 109. Duke plus one, minus 112. Tech, minus 114 on the money line. Duke, minus 105. Total, 136.5 over minus 113. Under, minus 107. I like Texas Tech. Duke's got their problems. They're very talented. But there's a reason the the Tech's favored by uh, by one. And it's not one of those smells rotten lines. This line actually might move in Tech's favor, even though Duke's going to get a lot of money. I like Texas Tech and will break that game down more as the week goes on as well. Uh, then later on Thursday night, after the Michigan game, out uh, of the same region in the South, Houston and Arizona. Arizona off their comeback overtime thrilling win with controversy. A two-point favorite of Bet Rivers over Houston. Minus two, minus 110 of Bet Rivers. Houston, plus two. Minus 109. Arizona, minus 132. Moneyline, Houston, plus 112 total uh, over... 146 minus 107 under minus 113, a very high total in that one. Then on Friday, I don't know how they've done it. They actually screwed up one of my few losing bets of the weekend. It was a parlay. St. Peter's, Paul and Mary had to take down Murray State, uh, but they're playing Purdue. And wow, look at this spread for a Sweet 16 game. Purdue, after a nice win over Texas, and I told you about that I liked Purdue, and uh, hopefully you took them. 
minus 12 right now at Bet Rivers. Minus 835 in the money line is Purdue, plus 575 in St. Peter's. And the total, 136 over minus 113, under minus 107. I have no idea how St. Peter's is still in the tournament. They're not a, obviously, they're not a bad team. But they've beaten Kentucky and Murray State in back-to-back games as a 15 seed, playing in a very inferior conference. They have some scores, but defensively, I have no clue how they've done it. I don't believe they'll be able to keep up with Purdue. I'm not touching the game with that spread. But I think Purdue will win that one comfortably. Friday at around 7.15-ish, Providence and Kansas. This is my play of the week. Kansas, I've seen eights at some places, but right now, Bet Rivers, Kansas, minus 7.5, minus 107. Providence, plus 7.5, minus 113. Kansas minus 360 on the money line, Providence plus 280, and the total 141 over minus 112, under minus 108. Give me the Friars plus seven and a half all day, every day. They could give Kansas fits, and Kalu's got a great team, very, very fundamentally sound, play great basketball, could shoot the rock, could turn you over. I love Providence, my play of the week. Another play that I like. UCLA, North Carolina. Right now, UCLA minus two at Bet Rivers, minus 110. North Carolina plus two, minus 109. Moneyline UCLA minus 130. North Carolina plus 110. Total 142 and a half over minus 107. Under minus 113. The Bruins, same team that went to the Final Four last year. They're all back. North Carolina has been impressive in their, their wins in the tournament so far. And when you look at North Carolina, they're a team like Michigan in a way, underachieved at times during the season, but really, really, really talented. And when you look what they've been able to do so far throughout the NCAA tournament, how can you not give them the kind of praise they deserve when it comes to how they were able to finish the ACC year? Obviously, they have that huge win over Duke uh, in Coach K's final game. But to see what they've been able to do so far in the NCAA tournament, they have looked the way Michigan has looked, like a team that is going to be very tough to beat. And, you know, taking down Marquette by 32 in an 8-9 game and then beating Baylor, almost blowing it, but beating a really good Baylor team, it won't be easy. But to me, UCLA is the better team. They play better defense. I think UCLA is going to win this one. I like UCLA minus the two. And then the final game, how can you go against Iowa State? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Miami's really freaking good. Miami versus Iowa State. We had a late game on Friday, the second late game. Minus 105, or excuse me, minus one and a half right now is what Miami's favored by. I bet Rivers minus 110. Iowa State plus one and a half, minus 109. Miami minus 124 on the money line. Iowa State plus 104. Total 133 over minus 113 under. Minus 107. Give me the Hurricanes. That's an early lean for me of those three games I like the best. But by far, Providence is my play of the Sweet 16 weekend. All right, we're going to break these games down as we go on throughout the week, give you all the different props and specials and promos that River has for the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is my final day in Vegas. Got a chance to see Katy Perry last night. Incredible. The atmosphere, the just flavor of March Madness in the, the sports gambling mecca of the world. It doesn't get any better. So hopefully you enjoyed my social media, Danley Chatty 71 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're a Facebook friend and you're very lucky to be one, I'm kidding. I'm lucky to be your friend. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed all that as well. But we'll talk to you next for Back in the D. Until then.
keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, from Vegas on the Strip, out.